Hey guys, I wanted to get our Daniel Company study uh, done today. I'm about to head to the gym, so I thought, well, I'll get it done before I go and do my training. We're at uh, Daniel chapter 6, and I want to talk about the subject of favor because a lot of Christians want favor. Um, uh, you know, I like what Bill Johnson says that everybody is loved the same and unconditionally by God but not everybody has a favor of God. And so there are certain um, requirements to operate in the favor of God. One of them is operating in wisdom. Uh, excellence in your work is really important. Um, being submissive to the Lord, being humble. And Daniel definitely fit all of uh, those conditions. But there's also a cost to favor that a lot of people don't realize. And so I wanted to examine that here in Daniel chapter 6. We'll start with verses 1 through uh, 3. It says, Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 prov provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Okay, so this is incredible. Now, uh, the reason Daniel, how it says, proved himself more capable than all the others is if you remember from the last time we studied here in Daniel chapter uh, 5, verse 16. I am told that you can give interpretations and solve difficult problems. If you can read these uh, words and tell me their meaning, you'll be clothed, blah, blah, blah. And then Daniel was also described by the queen mother as filled with insight, understanding, and wisdom. And so we broke those things down the last time that we studied. And so these are supernatural elements that were given to Daniel to solve problems, to untangle knots, to have insight into things that other people did not have. And that all came from the Spirit of God. As marketplace ministers, we have those same attributes, but just like any gift, we cultivate them. So um, I, you know, we can be given a spirit of wisdom. Uh, or wisdom from the Holy Spirit, and yet we have to exercise that wisdom. We have to use that wisdom. We have to practice that wisdom. It's the same thing like if you're learning to play an instrument or if you have a natural gift, you still have to practice it to get better and better at it. So you've got the supernatural aspect of Daniel's ability as well as the fact that he operated and practiced his giftings. And uh, I like how favor is described by Lance Wallnow as the likability factor. So you'll find when you have the favor of God, people just like you, especially the people you're supposed to do business with or you're supposed to connect with in certain uh, ventures. And it also makes people trust you. Uh, it's in the original language. It's like a pleasantness and a beauty that is upon someone. And it has a sense of approval in delighting in someone. And so that's the likability factor. Um, in the English standard, in Psalm 90, it says, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish 
the work of our hands. So the purpose of favor is your assignment. It surrounds your assignment. It's like a, a cloak that is around you because you have to have the favor of God to fulfill your destiny. Now, just know that the favor of God uh, doesn't work well with unpleasant people. <laughs> you know, if you're a jerk or if you keep running everybody off or if you don't have a good rela relationship with anybody or a pleasing personality, if you're not honest, uh, all of these things will prevent the favor of God from operating because now you're sabotaging that favor. And so the favor of God um, anoints a an already pleasing personality. And that is necessary for you to do the assignment that's been given you by God. Now, this aspect of favor is crucial for the believer in the business because the brain of your clients look for two things, trust and competency. Trust is first. And people want to know, can I trust this person? And then competency, of course, is can you do the job that you're being hired uh, to do? Now, sometimes you can have where people, they know you're competent, but they don't necessarily trust you. They may still do business with you, but it won't be a very good working relationship necessarily. Uh, so you want the favor of God. You want to be able to build that trust. If you want to be an influencer to influencers, you must be likable and trustworthy and have the uh, favor of God on your life. Another scripture in the English Standard Version is Psalm 84, 11. It says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And uh, so the favor, the honor comes from God. It's earned to a degree. Uh, again, it's not that it's a law, uh, like the law of Moses. We're not under that, but it's earned by integrity. Uh, trustworthiness, uh, pleasing personality, submission and obedience to the Lord and his will. It's an anointing where it just seems you cannot do anything wrong. Now, regardless of your political beliefs, one uh, amazing example was President Trump when he was running in 2016. I mean, he just literally went through all of the other candidates that were running in the primary. And then no matter what he did or said, the favor was on him so strong, probably the strongest favor I've ever seen on anybody, that he just could not lose. I mean, that's just how it was. So that's the kind of favor that God wants to give you. That let's say you make a mistake with something you're working on for a client or a customer. If you have the favor of God, they it's weird. They don't get upset. They're just like, okay, well, let's fix this. If you don't have the favor of God or you're not being aware of its presence, then you might, you know, not have that same experience. But the favor of God means that it's almost like you can do nothing wrong. So Daniel, through operating in his uh, giftings, was showing himself to be above all the other administrators to the point where Darius wanted to point him uh, over the entire empire as an administrator, okay? So he's outshining uh, his uh, peers and favor can be dangerous in that regard because of jealousy. Uh, it's extremely powerful uh, and people get jealous, which we're gonna examine in a second. But the other side of favor is it can be intoxicating because um, 
you get, you know, people like you, you start having influence, you start making more money. And if you're not careful, you'll begin to think that that's your stuff and that has nothing to do with you. Now, obviously you're working and you're pursuing excellence and doing a good job, but favor and the things that Daniel operated in are supernatural elements that we do not possess apart from God. So we need to always give him the glory for the favor that's on our lives, for the prosperity that we enjoy, while also understanding that we are working and we are pursuing excellence in our careers. Okay, um, let's see. Oh, and by the way, when it comes to the money thing, because favor does bring in wealth and so does wisdom, a lot of the financial tests that you go through before you start enjoying that level of favor and prosperity is to prepare you for that favor and prosperity. The ability to have a working budget that's actually written down or in an app. The ability to practice being frugal while at the same time being extravagantly generous. Um, the ability to dot your I's and cross your T's to pursue uh, excellence. Um, the ability to trust God when you have no money. The ability to say, God, would you please provide this for me, even though you could immediately go out and buy what you want, but you're going to trust the Lord in that, and you're going to um, continue to work with him when it comes to financial matters. Uh, these are all tests because money is neutral. The heart is not, and your heart condition determines how you interact with money. It is the source of your relationship with money, and I had to do a lot of emotional intelligence work and soul work with Holy Spirit on that um, before I was able to start really enjoying um, the things I'm discussing now. And uh, so um, I do want to tell you, though, that the tests um, that we go through to prepare our hearts for money do not include car wrecks. They don't include sicknesses. They don't include anything that Jesus Christ paid on the cross, according to Isaiah 53, for us to not have to deal with. Uh, divine protection is a part of the children's spread, just like deliverance and healing, etc. Okay, so ask yourself before we get on with um, what I really want to talk about as far as Daniel. Ask yourself, what are your two greatest strengths and what are your two greatest uh, weaknesses? Go ahead and write them down and know this, that your greatest strengths overextended will become weaknesses. Those things, and if you look back at your life and you examine some of your biggest mistakes or when things went haywire, you'll see that more than likely some weaknesses were happening or some strengths were overextended in occurring. Like, for example, I'm really good at keeping a schedule. I think that's necessary for any successful business person. But when I first started my business, I was very inflexible and I would get angry at clients who were no-shows or didn't let me know they're going to be late like angry like it wasn't I was just annoyed it was like I was angry and I let them know and so my ability to keep a schedule that strength was overextended to where I acted very unpleasant to people at the beginning of my career back in 1998 is when I owned my first business and so you want to make sure that you look back, you see the correlation between those things, maybe core triggers where when people violate them, it can cause you problems and your personality constraints. Uh, you know, like my personality constraint, impatience, um, anger is one. 
Um, aggress aggression can be a personality trait of a D. Uh, so we want to make sure that we understand these things. You're not fighting your old nature because it was crucified, but you have been trained, I have been trained to think a certain way. And then when we get born again, we have to tear all of those mindsets down and replace them with the word of God. So you're not dealing with the old man. You're not dealing with your flesh. You're dealing with your soul and its way of thinking that is only renewed by the word of God. Okay, so I just want to put that out there. Um, also, another thing that you want to be careful of uh, in regards to favor is allowing God to position you for promotion, not you putting yourself out there uh, in a way that is ambitious, uh, but also recognize that the enemy will try to push you prematurely. So if he can't get you to stop, then he will push you out front before you're ready Uh and part of that is because you will probably be operating at some level on what you're called to do. Like David was called to be a king and was operating as a shepherd way before he became king. Moses, same thing. Joseph, same thing. So they were operating on a smaller scale what would be their future. And that's probably the case with you. And people will recognize your giftings. And so you got to make sure that you ask Holy Spirit, okay, is this time to step into this or is this something that is premature? So I highly, highly recommend that. Um, David was recognized as king before he's king. Uh, the 15 years in the wilderness made him a great king. Moses was a leader of his people before he's a leader of his people, but the wilderness years made him a great leader. Paul was already a scholar above all his mentors, but his knowledge was killing people. And so after he was knocked off his high horse, he then became a great scholar, okay? So Daniel, you know, he's had the, the favor of God. He's already operated through uh, the Babylonian administration. And now he is being looked at as far as being over the entire empire because he is so good at what he does with the king. Then the other administrators and high officers began to search for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel would be in connection with the rules of his religion. So the administration and the, um, oh, I want to make sure I'm not getting too far. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit too far. So I love this assessment of uh, Daniel. He was a whole person inside and out. They couldn't find anything. There was no dirt. There were no, uh, you know, skeletons in the closet. What you saw is what you got. He didn't have any hypocrisy. He was stable emotionally and spiritually. His professional life was top notch. He wasn't wishy-washy. He wasn't up or down. Um, this can only come from trusting God and having a relationship with him. So they had to use his faith to trap him, okay? So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administration, administrators, officials, uh, high officers, advisors, and governors, the king should make a law that will st be strictly enforced, give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone divine or human except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the dens of lions, den of lions. And now your majesty issue and sign this law so it can be changed. An official law of the Medes and Persians, it cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But here's the problem. Obviously, Daniel wasn't part of that. 
they're saying all of us agree, but Daniel didn't and wouldn't have agreed. He wasn't even there. Um, Darius, being a pagan, didn't possess much ego uh, or humility, obviously, ego is a big deal, agreed to sign the law. And the thing with the uh, Medo-Persian empire is once you made a law and it was decreed or signed, it was a, it was irrevocable. Even the king himself could not reverse uh, that law. And so his lack of humility and operating from a place of ego got him two ways. Number one, they lied. They said we're all in agreement. Darius took what they said at face value because these were trustworthy officials but a leader is never to trust. Trust but verify. Very, very important thing. I do that all the time. Uh, also, they appealed to his ego and his vanity, which is why Darius fell for it so quickly. Uh, and he didn't confirm the agreement that they supposedly had. Uh, any leader who surrounds himself with yes men and those who never challenge him or her is actually setting himself or herself up for failure. Part of a friend's faithfulness is in wounding when needed. Same with those in positions of influence. Brave communication is a requirement of an influencer, but the source of communication is not what will make your life easier or better, but will help the one you must speak with. Daniel did this over and over with those he served, began with Nebuchadnezzar. And unlike what most think always happens, Nebuchadnezzar promoted him versus being mad. So, um... Leaders need to verify, they need to check into things, they need to have brave communication. You know, if God himself, the pre-incarnate Jesus, came down from heaven to investigate Psalm and Gomorrah, how much more do we think that we should investigate matters before we just dive into stuff? And uh, so we need to be very careful, um, but also be willing to have that brave conversation for the benefit of the other person when necessary, just like David or Daniel did with uh Nebuchadnezzar warning him that if he remained prideful, he's going to end up living like an animal for seven years. And sure enough, that's what happened. So in verse, uh, let's see, 10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? And the king said, yes, that decision stands. It's the official law of the Medes and Persians. It cannot be revoked. Then they told the king that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Now, hearing this, the king was deeply troubled. And he tried to think of a way to save Dan Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. So I'm sure he was reg regretting being so keen on the idea of him being exalted uh, and the only one that could be prayed for. Um, he was blinded by his ego, and now a trusted advisor, whom I think he genuinely loved, is in trouble. And so, now before we go a little bit deeper, I want to tell you this. The minute Daniel heard about the law, he went straight to his house and prayed. That's called peaceful compliance. Uh, the minute we heard churches were going to be shut down, guess what? We should have opened up church for a prayer service against COVID. Um, so... The Romans 13 idea that you have to do whatever an authority says, uh, that is not true. 
And if you look at most of the stories in the Bible, it is resisting tyranny. And so Daniel didn't say, oh, well, he said that, so I better follow that because I'm supposed to do whatever authority tells me to do. Um, he recognized the office, but he recognized the higher authority and that this law was illegal. It was in conflict with the kingdom of God. It may be legal in the Medo-Persian Empire, but it was not legal in the kingdom of God. Therefore, he went and he prayed, he gave thanks to God, and he asked God for help. Okay? So I'm sure he recognized he was in trouble. He was in trouble. And um, the plan worked, you know, as we see. Daniel or uh, Darius can't get him out of it. Um, he spent all night trying to come up with a solution. So in verse 15, it says, In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So they're reminding him. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested, thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God whom you serve so faithfully rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and could not sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue from the lions? Daniel said, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth, mouths so that none hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. Then the king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he trusted his God. Uh, I love this. Darius recognized Daniel's faithfulness to God, and his only hope was that his God saved him from these hungry lions. And sure enough, it, he was because he was innocent. And he was preserved. So you may find yourself in situations where people resent the favor that's on you. And they actively seek ways to sabotage you. They actively seek ways to make your life miserable, to get you fired, to ruin your business, to ruin your reputation. And you have to trust God. You have to trust him. You have to Pray to him and, and, and entrust your reputation and your business to his care. Trust God with your innocence, which I've had to do that before. So the cost of favor is people becoming jealous and using your faith against you or whatever other attribute that is, that is a good attribute against you and trying to get you in trouble. And um, the other danger of favor is that if you're not careful and if you don't maintain humility, you'll begin to believe your own press. Okay, so in verse 24, then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. Okay, so this is the other side of it. And this is why we pray for our enemies. This is why Jesus said to pray for our enemies because... The very trap that your enemies set for you, for whatever reason, will be the trap they fall into. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this over and over on the news, but every time um, President Trump is accused of something or his home invaded for documents that he had de declassified, of which we've not heard a single thing since then, um, 
it's Biden's got documents just all over the place. It ain't just in a locked closet, locked container uh, surrounded with Secret Service. It's, you know, his garage, but he locks it. It's his uh, pen center. It's, they're all over the place. Well, we didn't mean to. Once we discovered it, we handed them over. That doesn't matter. The law is the law. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be a two-tier justice system in this instant. But every trap that's laid by those that have the favor of God, the people that laid that trap then find themselves in the mess that they try to get you in. So in this case, these people, their actions hurt not only themselves, it costs them their lives, but it also costs them the lives of their children and their wives. So probably the best decision people can make is don't go after innocent people. Don't go after them with your mouth, your actions, your attitude. Um, leave them alone, especially the people that have uh, favor. And so Darius was willing to wipe out his entire cabinet for Daniel. Okay, so you can entrust that justice and vengeance will be yours. Then Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heaven and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Very, very good. So the word prospered means successful completion of a task or building project. God, God's prospering of persons, their daily tasks and responsibilities. And the amazing success Daniel enjoyed under the Persian king. So this is the goal. This is a vision. This is an aspiration that you need the favor of God. Deal with all those little things you know that you need to deal with. Get them out of the way. Whether it's lack of honesty, lack of excellence, gossip, whatever it is. Deal with those things. Study wisdom. I study every single day. Make Become a student of wisdom. Um, become a student of the word, obviously. But wisdom is really important for business people. I mean, it's important for just life in general because the word proverb literally means to reign in life. But you want to make sure because that is a key to favor. Humility, all of those things. So remember that emotional intelligence is awareness of your emotional state and those around you, taking personal responsibility, and then inner motivation, which most people never get. You don't need anybody else motivating you. You have inner motivation. And remember that your internal world is what your external world will look like. So deal with your junk inside. Grow as a Christian. Grow as a business person. The better you um, embrace the work of inner transformation, the more successful you will be and you will operate in the favor of God. All right, that's it. I will see you guys next week for another Daniel and then also an urgent education.